It's the same old story. It's been a long day at the job, or maybe it's just starting to feel long, and you feel that urge to stretch your legs and get a little bit of a break. You walk down the street, or maybe you get behind the wheel of your car, and you feel the weight begin to lift. You walk through the doors, and the sound of the place starts to clear the air. You get a table, you order your drink, you listen to the sounds of the bar, and soak in the conversation. Welcome to the TNE Speakeasy with your hosts, Caleb and Isaac. Listen in as they introduce their upcoming series, The Year of the Dragon. Happy Lunar New Year of uh, the Gregorian year 2024. Oops, that was that was a big faux pas on my part. Whoops, but uh, just to make it clear on that one, I don't know. Uh, in the year of the dragon itself, I don't know what number this is. If it's like the 500th year of the dragon or whatever, like the cycle. But yeah, Caleb, are you excited? Uh, I don't know about excited, but uh, I am definitely... You know, I'm here. <laughs> in twenty twenty four I'm existing and I'm looking forward to some, some new podcasting uh, discussions and in particular a certain series that you've been uh yeah, you've been cooking up in your witch's cauldron. Witch's cauldron, what kind of nonsense are you talking here? You know, we've got a lot of things going on here from the Lunar New Year at the Speakeasy, you know, we're gonna get a lot of you know, poetry uh coming in here, we're gonna get some poetry slams uh-huh. happening. We got uh, we got we decorated the whole place up nicely. We're gonna have some uh, some theater performances as well, some uh, musicals as well, or at least you know the, the bands coming in here. Uh, oh. we have, we're gonna have some firecrackers maybe go off or whatnot. You know, bring in some chefs and you know uh, give you know give people to, obviously all the donations and or all the funds go to them of course. But you know we're gonna ha- we're gonna have like dance troops as well coming here. And, oh no, it's gonna be it's gonna be a nice place. We're gonna have like a fun time. Oh, I didn't realize that you actually hired those people. Oh, I I told them to fuck off. They started coming in, and I was like, no, 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 this isn't some cafe. Get the fuck out. I was a little bit drunk that day in Surly, and I may have, yeah, thrown a couple things in. Uh, hey, do you have Hennessy? Yeah, they, they said that they'd be, I'd be hearing from their representatives. So I I, I just thought that they were, yeah, I don't know, college students or something. Oh, good, good, good. It, since when does a 45-year-old look like a college student? They must be like, you found the fountain of eternal youth. Well, I mean, there could have been 20 of them from what I was seeing. I had some serious double vision that day, and I don't even know if I hit them. I may have just been throwing at one of their uh, echoes. I'm going to have to be making a bunch of apology cards now. Oh, good grief. This is almost, we were, we were dishonored and we're shamed. We've, you've shamed us, and here at the speak, he's not obviously to speak easy. Okay, anyway. Let's... Oh, no, yeah, let's quickly get away from that. And yeah, tell us about this, this retrospective you got planned. Well, again, as I made mention, it is the uh, Year of the Dragon, so this actually came about pretty quickly, so uh, apologies if it, you know, again, comes out of nowhere, it's random, even though we had promised in the Gregorian, uh, you know, look back of 2023, you know, we said that, you know, hopefully, you know, we, we, we streamlined the whole channel, and maybe we don't get many, too many series uh, yet, but huh. now here we're, we're going to have a, we're going to have a series, uh, and this guy apparently lo- enjoys series rather than the randomness that uh, you that we've been doing uh, recently 
So I, I've cooked this up. This was something that you know we wanted to do for well, it's several things that we've been wanting to do for a while. We always love doing a retrospective on either a certain, you know, usually directors in this case. Uh, in this case, it's going to be an actor, and you know I keep mentioning Year of the Dragon, but that is the well not original, but one of the most well-known dragons himself, Bruce Lee. Uh, definitely a, uh, one of the, I've enjoyed his films, and so there's only five of them, so I'm like four and a half, or four and three quarters, I don't know, four and three tenths, I don't, I don't know how you want to go about it, but I said, you know, let's, let's, look at, let's look at Bruce Lee's films, but then I was like, okay, you know, there's something about Bruce Lee, there's a, there's, if anyone knows this whole, like, you know, this, this fellow, you know, he's the, like, the martial artist on screen, you gotta be careful how I tread my words, or else we're gonna get cancelled. Not in the same sense as what you think. Uh, more like, you know, murdered by a certain uh, following of, uh, of a person. Uh, and that is, yeah, he's got a legend based around him. There's, a, there's kind of myths. These, these, like, myths that have spawned from him. And, you know, how he, you know, his sayings and the way he, you know, talked uh, and, and people listened to him. There's, you know, people believed him and all that he said. And so I thought, okay, let's... Let's take a look at some other fellows that may have also been influenced by him, including a co-star of his, good old Chuck Norris, uh, who, you know, he you know, is very famous, maybe infamous, I don't know, for his, yeah, I think more famous, uh, more famous for his uh, Chuck Norris jokes, which many will be brought up on uh, later on. But yeah, I was thinking, like, okay, well, he's he's a good example as well of, like, you know, like mythification almost, like, you know, creating a legend based around him and he's i guess had a lot of fun with it and I, how the internet has reacted with him over this matter but then i thought okay there's another individual who we've wanted to do five films of but he fits perfectly in this not again i need to make clear not in the maybe a similar level but you know film quality wise we'll see but that is steven seagal we're thinking of we've always been wanting to do like the first five of his films before he you know, went in the direction he's gone in. And kind of to see, you know, where that care, even though we're not going to look at his later films, but where maybe his mythification occurred. And, you know, while we were talking about this, Caleb, you had a, had another idea, another thought occurred to you. What was, what was that thought? Yeah. And it was a thought and a counter because uh, from what it seemed like you were cooking up a martial arts retrospective centered around certain Big pop culture, I guess, in, in, this, in this way you're saying mythic, in a way, uh, martial artists on screen. And I, I was thinking, like, oh, Chuck Norris, I don't fully know if, if that fits, at least for my vague recollections, because truth be told, I don't know too much about his career. I've seen a couple of his films when he was with uh, Canon, uh, but otherwise, I don't really know him as a martial artist. I think of him as more of a gun-toting action kind of guy. But again, that's coming from a place of ignorance. But if there's one person uh, growing up in the late 90s, early aughts, that was definitely a, a huge pillar of the martial arts films, uh, besides Jet Li, <laughs> uh, is uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme. He definitely had his own kind of mythos and his own unique strangeness and, and imp imp very impressive martial arts abilities. And I was just thinking, if we're going to do a series covering some of the pillars of uh, a 70s, 80s, into the 90s uh, martial artists. You can't do that without having old uh, Jean-Claude included on that list, I think. Again, before before I get a little ahead of ourselves here, before, before I keep getting now, obviously people are probably getting their pitchforks and torches ready and ready to gut <laughs> me, you know, like a fish. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> like, 
you know, where where is Jackie Chan? Mm, mm. Jackie Chan, I don't put on this list because there's not a mythification. There's not a group, a following. And I don't mean in like the following of like, oh, you know, like these are fans of the films. This is talking about persons, personalities, and the the followers of Bruce Lee and thinking that he, the way he said things, the way where all his, you know, mannerisms and his philosophies that he taught, you know, came about and how, you know, he never really needed to throw a punch like in, in a real fight and people just believed him. Mm. That kind of like, you know, group think almost i could get even further with you know certain esoteric followings if i have to you know make it any more clear when it comes to that stuff and the same thing can be said and and a look at maybe this more for like a paper study potentially of you know how chuck norris is looked at and the same thing with steven seagal and how one maybe got out of hand two is for fun the third is really out of hand and is very egocentrical, uh, egotistical, and yeah. Van Damme, similar, but at least uh, he's recovered. Uh, and I think again, Norris is I think fine, and I don't know if he's got out of scathe, but you know how he reacts to his legends with his you know Chuck Norris jokes. So I'm not really fam- I'll, I'll come into the, the Jean-Claude Van Damme argument and say I'm not really familiar with you know his mythification status, but I'm excited to get to that. So you know this begins with the speakeasy, uh, and we're gonna start obviously with the big boss, which will be hopefully after uh, succeeding this speakeasy, and by the end of the last Van Damme film, we will then have a final discussion, maybe not discussion, but we'll have what ends this, you know, period of throughout the year or whatever, uh, of, I guess this mythification look at, if, if that makes sense or retrospective. And hopefully maybe he understands what I'm getting, getting a little more into. (laughs) No, I'm still lost. And I was even lost during our initial discussion about this too. I didn't necessarily realize what the intent of this was. Cause I was also thinking, I was like, Oh, I feel like Jet Li, if we're talking about, cause I thought it was more about, um, martial arts, actors who become like bigger than just oh you know there are martial art actors in a couple movies and they become like cultural pushers someone that makes people be like oh you know i watched uh blood sport jean-claude van damme and oh fuck i need to dedicate my life to martial arts this guy you know has culturally moved me or same with bruce lee of course he was one of the huge movers of that in the west so i i thought that was more we were initially uh talking about uh, sort of, like, you could go to that, but this is more <laughs> further than that, where I guess I'll just say it like cults, like religions, the religion of Bruce Lee, the religion of Chuck Norris, the religion of Steven Seagal, and what these, like, you know, how, you know, it started off with just, you know, phrases and, and the idea of Bruce Lee never having been in an actual, like, competition, whereas Chuck Norris actually did go into these competitions to... Hmm. Yeah, he he holds records and whatnot. Whereas Bruce, the the whole thing with Bruce Lee is that like, did he ever actually like you know spar with somebody? Did he ever actually have like a tournament? And if the answer is no, it's like well that's but the the cool thing is is like, but look at how he was able to convince, or at least you know, uh, sway everybody to his side of like he doesn't need to you know enter a tournament or whatever to prove his worth. Like he's like you know his like all these things that he says like he's he's able to do that. The whole like Bruce Lee versus Muhammad Ali, 
like there are people today that still believe that he would beat Muhammad Ali. Mm. Uh, and then where the dark side of that, there is a dark side to that, but there's also what I think Seagal shows that, but in a way more extreme and in fact, like scary sense of where, like how his ego got out of hand. I'm not saying that, of course, Bruce Lee had an ego, but I don't know if it was out of check as say, um, uh, Steven Seagal's was. Uh, and I, f- I feel like Chuck Norris is another, a, a good one to at least maybe like see how he's taken it as a, as a joke, or at least plays along with, you know, his mythification and his jokes, like the, the Chuck Norris jokes, like, you know, uh, Chuck Norris got, bit, the, the, you know, I guess the famous one, or at least the one from uh, Expendables 2, it's like, you know, uh, Chuck Norris got bit by a cobra, and then two days later, the cobra died. <laughs> oh, no. Like, like something like that, but he, where he takes it as fun. And it's like, okay, so he's like a relatively normal person and he's just going about his business. Whereas, you know, Bruce Lee was not a martial artist in real life, but to everybody else who saw his movies or at least, you know, read his philosophies, he was God. And then where Steven Seagal has maybe a similar mentality, but he thinks he's God and people obviously believe that too. And he's convincing people that he is. And it's like, I think it's a cool idea of, like, just looking at where this all stems from. Uh, and, like, you know, where, like, I, I guess, yeah, where uh, all these legends begin. So hopefully that maybe for, I, again, maybe I'm just talking utter nonsense, but it's like, I don't know, I'm just seeing something here where I'm like, there's potential to at least observe and report over over this matter. Yeah, and in terms of the more technical side of the retrospective, I believe you're going to be picking... I mean, the Bruce Lee ones, that's, you know, there's nothing to pick. That's just the, the lineup we got. Of course, he did act in several other things before he had his career in martial arts films. But a lot of that stuff, he was either like side characters or not particularly notable, except for some of the television stuff. I think he's well known for that. But with when it comes to uh, Chuck Norris, I believe you're going to be picking the lineup movies for that. Because, uh, again, I don't really know his career outside of uh, late 80s or, or mid 80s. Kind of gun action stuff. Uh, the Steven Seagal, I, I think I picked the original lineup. I, I could look right now and see if I have it, uh, if, if you don't mind waiting a moment here. Oh, of course. And uh, for all those who are uh, wondering, yes, I may also just be stealing Rossitron's idea of you know, when he did a retrospective on the first five like Steven Seagal films that are actual, like, you know, low budget, maybe, you know, VHS, but technical films that aren't you know completely like full-blown ego of him yeah and and i'll say from my own experience coming into this retrospective i have seen all of the uh the bruce lee uh ones except for um i I think it's the way the dragon i think that's the one that i haven't seen otherwise i've seen uh yeah the other five that we're going to be covering and with steven seagal i've seen all of the ones are going to be covering as well so um and and, uh jean-claude van damme i've seen i think I think all of the five that I'm choosing for that as well, because that'll be another part that I pick for. Yeah, I know. I don't know what to forget what number Dragon is associated with, but literally we only have five, like 4.3, whatever. Uh, Bruce Lee films to choose from, so that's why the number is five. Yeah, and I will say, just spoilers for after the fact, I will definitely be pulling out some a secondary Steven Seagal series to cover some of the ones that stood out for me as a kid, because my, my dad actually... He was part of the Steven Seagal acolytes in terms of, and my mom too, by the way, they both loved him. They thought he was like, yeah, just, just uh, one of the coolest guys. 
And so they had piles of VHSs of his movies. And so I, yeah, I've seen all the big ones that for his early part of his career into the, uh, the aughts. And so I'm very familiar with his work and his embarrassing decline uh, that we eventually got to. Very interesting. Cause you know, when, you know, when it comes to all these like martial arts films, my parents could not give like a, a dang about not in like a bad way, but just like it was not on their radar radar ever. Excuse me. Like mm. most like with martial arts films, at least maybe with my dad, Rocky, like that's the, that's the closest thing I guess we could get to with like martial arts films where he would probably never like go out of his way to look for, you know, a film like this or well, I'll say I'm looking at big boss, but like looking at, you know, a martial arts film, excuse me. Yeah, I, 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 what else do we have to say, really? <laughs> I guess this is just kind of a warm-up to yeah, this series. I, I'm excited to see what you're, uh, to see you shape the, the vision that you see with these uh, this this four-part series. I guess it's going to be, what, 20 films? That's a big that's a big run for this year. Again, it's not going to be all at once, thankfully. We're going to take our time. I just, I wanted to get this one out. <laughs> I, I'll, again, yeah, call it, you know, uh, shameless cash in and riding the coattails of the fact that it's a prominent cultural like you know uh, event uh call call me you know a scumbag for no 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 uh, writing off the backs of it but like i just thought it'd be like you know good good fun good fun at all because you know he was born i think that was it the day the year and the month of the dragon so it's like it is literally the dragon this year so you're the dragon this year from lunar new year and we won't get another uh, year of the dragon until 12 years from now so yeah pardon me if i wanted to do this quickly <laughs> oh no it's, it's fair and it's uh it's a good excuse to check out some films that uh that we haven't seen or haven't returned too much uh, i'll say with this early bruce lee set uh the only one that i've seen more than once is enter the dragon so everything else i'm coming back to for the second time and when it comes to chuck norris i'm excited to discover some new stuff because again uh, do you have much familiarity or, or are you in, in the same boat? I can't remember if, if you said. I'm in the same boat. I, I'm i in the same boat where I never knew anything about Chuck Norris. So this is giving me an excuse to look at, you know, what made him mm. like get all these memes. Like where all these, basically it is just memes, where all these jokes came from uh, and where they started. Yeah, and then when it comes to Seagal, I think you said that you're also familiar with some of the films but haven't maybe seen all the ones that we're going to be covering. Again, uh, at least the first five that I'm referring to, not the ones that he's probably talking about. Again, like I said, there was a there's a video I had watched years ago by a, a YouTuber called Rastertron who did like you know martial arts breakdown or at least action breakdowns, excuse me, action movie breakdowns, and he basically had this like you know he was like okay he's a scumbag Steven Seagal is, but let's look at his first five films to see like where this all started or at least you know see if they're worth, you know, any sense of, of watching and if they're, you know, watchable. That's that's all it is. Not good, just, you know, if, if they make sense and they're not terrible. Yeah, and if I remember correctly, the first five were all made, like, in super close succession. Like, he was barely taking any breaks between making them. And then it was like he took a little break, and when he came back, already the decline was there with his sixth film. Um, on deadly ground that that one immediately it's like oh no something's gone wrong and it stayed getting worse and worse as things went forward with him there you go and until his dmx uh, uh collaborations with uh oh, i can't remember what those movies were called with dmx but but those ones it was just like oh no it's gone <laughs> 
And truth be told, uh, I'll also say, you know, it'll be interesting to see, are you going to include Street Fighter uh, in the Jean-Claude Van Damme retrospective? Oh, no. No, no, okay. no. <laughs> that's for its own That's for its own episode, because that yes. will obviously be for the video game section, or for the video game uh, reviews that we'll do. Because it's like, I, I don't know if we count should count that one, even though that one's an awesome film. Um, yeah, I'm going to try to limit it to the the ones that people highlight as like because uh, he did have a big influence on the martial arts uh, scene in, in the u.s in particular and and europe actually i know he has like a monument in his own his hometown built for him and um yeah i'm gonna pick the ones that were the his big ones that everyone saw back in the the late 80s and early 90s yeah and it's it's not like i don't want to do uh a look at jackie chan or jet Li's films at some point i definitely do may not be for a while but i never ever wanted to you know exclude them from this list it's just that these these three initially for how i can see <laughs> it caleb bringing in the fourth which is good uh these three and four have a have a different allure to them almost um then i'd say jackie and, and Joe. don't get me wrong they're both absolutely talented individuals i mean for pit's sakes he was really like you know he's at least trying you know, and I say try, but you know, he's still bringing at least some professionalism in the medallion, from what I recall. Oof. Well, not the per, not the peak, of course, of his you know his martial arts prowess or just his stunt prowess, excuse me. Um, but like, yeah, you don't see. I mean, maybe there are like cults and followers of Jackie Chan and Jet Li, but I don't. know, I feel like these four, at least these three, uh, have a a definite following that is above and beyond what other martial artists have. Yeah, um, I would say that in terms of what I thought you meant when we were first discussing it, uh, what I was thinking about was kind of people who were a huge influence on bridging the gap between martial arts in the East to martial arts to the West, and in that way built up their kind of, the, the, the cult of how people would look at them, like, oh, these are like the pillars, the people who showed us that this could be cool and could be accessible. And when it comes to Jackie Chan and um, uh, Jet Li, I think Jet Li maybe was just came kind of late in that wave, like the wave had already started and maybe Hong Kong movies were becoming big in the late 90s, but it was more mainstream and they, that, that bridge was already built. With Jackie Chan, I think it was he was just such a, a martial artist uh, clown in a way. And, and some of his movies that were big, uh, were, weren't even necessarily martial arts films. And yeah, it was more just about the, the stunt extravaganza overall. And so I don't think he would have had necessarily that, or at least I'm pretty sure, maybe I haven't looked into it enough. I don't think he had that same way of pushing people into, oh, I got to go to my local martial art uh, dojo and get into it. Or people being inspired to travel overseas and then come back and start their own. I think some of these other folks we're talking about definitely... Maybe not Chuck Norris. Again, I, I don't know about him. I really don't know anything about his influence with martial arts, but 100% Bruce Lee, 100% um, Steven Seagal, and then, yeah, definitely Rob uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme. I keep wanting to say uh, Rob Van Damme, the uh, the professional wrestler. If only. <laughs> I would, if yeah. only if that were the case. Which was a, a reference to uh, Jean-Claude. I figured that would make sense. No, yeah, I, I appreciate I'm glad this was almost like a game of telephone, and it is very hard for, i apologize if i'm not being very clear I, I probably should have written this down as to what exactly this means 
But again, I, I refer to, and I got to obviously stepping on hot coals and, and glass shards everywhere of, you know, I know I'm going to be offending a lot of people who <laughs> are a part of that following. Again, I'm being diplomatic here when I say following, when I <laughs> really mean something else. <laughs> again, not in a negative context, just that it is what it is. Um, you know, like how a certain artist known as T Swizzle has a following of, of people and how passionate they can get, if you know what I'm saying. Mm. Mm. Yeah, well maybe let's start uh, let's start heading over to the screening room pretty soon and get this uh yeah, get a watch of the big boss and it did. Maybe step away from the politics. <laughs> it, yeah, it never intend I I like that idea though. I like, you know, how you interpret it though, is like, you know, I was trying to go to the roots of you know where these guys got their start from and then like try to translate them like you know how they made an influence on the west here that's a cool idea but i think honestly there's been a lot more better and well thought out and scripted videos on youtube that um showcase this this history lesson than i ever will do this is just me trying to do a a, a full-on observing and reporting you know what we're going to see through this and Maybe we'll get something out of it. If it's a failure, it's a failure. That's fine. I just wanted to try something. Yeah, I forgot to point out with uh, one of the reasons that I feel like this particular grouping of uh, martial artists were such perfect bridges for the West is one with um, Jean-Claude, Steven Seagal, and Chuck Norris. They were all, you know, speaking English and English-produced films. And when it comes to Bruce Lee, he, of course, already had a connection with American audiences. So when this stuff was being brought over, it was like, oh, hey, there's that guy I see on TV on the uh, the Green Hornet. There he is. Oh, he's actually a fucking badass. Like, oh, man, I want to be as cool as this guy. And so it also opened up just a whole new wave of accepting Asian cinema in a way that hadn't really been seen in the general populace. So definitely a great way to start this off. And of course, of course, his films are set in the 70s. And you and I love the 70s, so... It's exciting yep. to return to that era as well. And by the way, he was pumping out these films. Like all these films came literally like two years before his death and his passing. So talk about like, you know, similar mentality with uh, Seagal. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Seagal having a similar mentality, excuse me, too. Bruce Lee, excuse me, where he just, you know, pumped those five films of his out, you know, almost in rapid succession. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was almost like with Seagal, it was like, okay, I've just been steep into training Let's get these all out. Then I'm going to take it step back from training. And when he comes back, it's much more, okay, let me just hold this gun. Let me do a couple moves. And let me just eat these donuts in between shots. <laughs> not not to be too offensive, but he definitely, the rapid decline into ballooning up is, it's there. <laughs> As you said, we'll get into it. But for now, yeah, let's let's, let's start, please. Ladies and gentlemen, those between and affiliated, please join us if you, if you will. And while we, we may stumble, we, we may not like have all our thoughts here clearly, but we're going to do our, our best to provide at least something of intellectually stimulating conversations in this, even if I don't know all my technical terms, when it comes to uh, these psychological uh, ways of thinking and or like societal uh, sociological terms. Please, if you will, join us. And uh, yeah, hopefully you enjoy yourselves in this and let's go. Yeah, absolutely. Join us on Monday as we dive into The Big Boss. <laughs>